0: For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, And more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
1: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My
2: name is Helen. I'm Mel. And I'm Janet.
0: Hello, ABGs
1: and ABBs. We are nearing the holidays and are very much looking forward to quality time with our loved ones. Hopefully gatherings this year will feel easier
2: and safer than the last couple of years and we can enjoy the time with greater comfort. You've heard us talk about the importance of getting updated vaccines on previous episodes and what better time to stress that need than with holiday parties right around the corner for all of us. Today's episode is in partnership with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Resources. The three of us, we've all gotten our booster shots already. And if you have not yet, schedule your free updated vaccine today. Find updated COVID vaccines for everyone five years and up at vaccines.gov.
3: Yes, get your updated vaccine shots, everyone, so we can gather more safely. This time of the year usually means a lot of feasting, potlucks of all sizes amongst friends, family, and even colleagues. Have you found yourself wondering about
2: the etiquette of it all? Like, what's an acceptable dish to bring, especially if you're really trying not to cook? And who gets the leftovers? We'll cover these questions and hypothetical sticky situations in today's episode, so we can all avoid those faux pas and navigate the holiday season a little more smoothly. All right,
1: so let's start with the general environment of this potluck situation. Have you ever been to a potluck where you were impressed by the setup, or have you been to one that wasn't so great?
3: I after reading this question, I was like, "Man, I haven't been to a potluck in so long." So I was like, really trying to rack my brain for this answer. And <laughs> can you a- can you answer this with the one you hosted yourself, or is that too much? Like that works, yeah. yeah. Well, this is also recent, so they made this like fresh off on my mind, but let me just take this moment to like, you know, give myself a little love, but I am very proud of the potluck I hosted for Janet's birthday two years ago because I was, I, this sounds really weird just talking about myself <laughs> and what I did to plan. I will say this. I'm not, I don't like hosting things when I do, I go all out. So I was really proud of myself with the result. Um, and setting it up because I literally like this is when we were like mostly just like going to like your certain friends houses and like Mm. I literally bought like I themed out Janet's surprise birthday and I bought Mm. like a maroon colored like tablecloth I got the really like kind of beautiful candles that matched up with and I made Justin like stream lights around and like I don't know I never I haven't done that in a while and I was like wow I'm capable of this so Mm. and honestly I use the same decor that the following year for Thanksgiving so it kind of like came full circle for me. Um, But if I did talk about a different one that I didn't host myself. Sorry, that was me being like, yeah, I did that. No, Um,
2: I almost (laughs) forgot about that. And that, yeah, that was a really beautiful... No, 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 I'm sorry. I said I almost forgot about that because when you said Janet's birthday two years ago, I was like trying to rack my brain, like what... um, Because the pandemic did feel like it was like Mm -hmm. so long ago, right? But then I like kind of had images pop up and I was like, oh yeah. Because I also, what was unique about the potluck is it was a dinner. Versus, say, like, a daytime event, right? So it was a lot more, mm-hmm. like, formal. Um, yeah, you did a really great job with setting the theme. And I remember there was, like, a, a beautiful charcuterie board, which, like, really, that Eric brought, that was, like, set the kind of like the cherry on top of everything. Really set yeah, the I, tone. I didn't, I didn't bring that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Decor was beautiful. Like... Planning was um, very, very well
1: done. <laughs> I was also because I was like, "Oh, what event was this?" And I realized I wasn't there. I forget why. Yeah, I'm trying was to
2: forget I, I think you were at a wedding. I know you FaceTimed uh, into us, but yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah, were, you yeah, had-
1: yeah. I think I was at a, a wedding in Toronto. It might have been. Um, but I was also like, "Wait, which moment <laughs> was this?" Um, I, although I did see photos, and it looked beautiful. Yeah. Like the vibes were there. It was like candlelit, dim lighting, and I didn't really see the food. I wasn't sure how good the food was, but the decor was well done. Good job, Mel. Thank
3: you. But I do want to share one that I, I didn't do myself that I feel like I enjoy every year. So um, The question was, like, have you ever been to a potluck where you're impressed by the setup? So for me, that's, like, the environment, like, the mm. setting, like, how you decorate. And we have, just, we have this tradition every year for on Christmas Day, we go to our neighbor's house, the Garcia's, for a Christmas breakfast. And literally, the Garcia family is one that always goes all out for decor like they have like two christmas trees like one rotating one one just one in the main living room and for whenever we go to christmas brunch every year is a different thing whether it's like a white christmas or like a rudolph place and like so i think whenever we go in the morning that it's like my only like kind of like christmas dose of like festivities mm. that i've always been really impressed by so i think the garcia family for christmas morning rush is one thing i'm always like looking forward to but mm. they set the vibe for christmas for sure but those are some ones I thought of. How about you two?
2: Yeah. I mean, when you talk about the vibe, that's very much what I was thinking about as well. It's like a potluck. The whole point of it is that everyone's bringing food, so the host doesn't have to worry so much about the food. They're more focused on kind of the decor and the ambiance, um, and Similar to you ladies, I guess it's been a while since we've had a potluck. So I was like racking my brain. And the first thing that came to mind, I think it was our most recent potluck uh, together, was the 4th of July at Helen's place. And this was like very close to when Mm -hmm. she first moved in to her new home. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was our first kind of like backyard in a home potluck gathering. And so um, the thing that stood out to me a lot was... We had the table set up and then the specific dishes that we use. I just, I don't know, I just remember like I kind of turned around I was like helping to set up and then when I turned back around all the dishes were set and I was like, oh my god, this totally feels like it's like, you know, an, a very cozy like home, backyard, 4th of July barbecue. And I feel like it's just like identifying those specific things that really set the tone. Like getting mm-hmm. the table, like you have to figure out where you wanna place the table, right? Cause you don't want it to be like in the middle and then blocks everyone from like sitting together. So it was like, they put the table to the side um, and then the specific dishes, I think there was like a tower or something for presenting like desserts. So then you have like different height differences in the table. All these things that I think, like, are maybe, like, just single things and simple things that really can make a big difference in the presentation. Thanks, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. It's a lot. Hosting is a
1: mm-hmm. lot of work. It, it actually is a lot of work. So I appreciate you noticing those details because I did have a little tower thing for the desserts. I was like, oh, no one's going to... More so just to, like, showcase so we can see yeah. things a little bit better, but... Um, Yeah, I feel like when you're hosting, it is difficult to both cook because usually you're also in charge of like the main Mm. dish and making sure that, you know, people are going to be fed and everyone else is bringing more like ancillary foods, I guess, Mm -hmm. or just like side dishes, or maybe not the main. So I remember I was cooking, and also I had things that I wanted to set up outside, and I needed someone to help me put it out there. And I didn't know what the setup was going to look like, because I just said, oh, can you just help me put these things out there? And then when I walked outside, I was like, oh, okay, not bad. Whoever helped (laughs) me set this up, thank you so much. Um, In any case, potlucks, I can also probably count on just like my hands, how many times I've been to one. It's not that many. Mm -hmm. But... I agree. It feels a lot more appropriate for people to bring a dish so that the responsibility of hosting is shared. So I like potlucks. Um, and I also feel like usually there's just more food mm. and also like how often are we able to taste each other's cooking, mm-hmm. right? We get to taste our friends' culinary skills and be proud of them for that. We're sometimes not so proud, but like it's, it's a nice gesture to be investing your time in doing that and contributing to the potluck. Um, And you can also see how some people are really, really proud of their dishes, too. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, I feel I'm happy that you're so happy that you're able to feed us. Um, But I feel like potluck setups are usually more disjointed. Like, you got competing main dishes going Mm. on, all types of quinzines. You got... The Costco rolled turkey wraps that are cut into individual servings or sometimes you have like really tasty ribs you got Mm. kimbap you got sushi and it can kind of feel overwhelming and kind of messy because everything's in whatever container someone brought it into right it's not like someone's cooking the main dish and using dishes that match and it's like a whole that's a whole different vibe I feel like potlucks are very disjointed Um, so I will say that I don't think I've ever been very impressed (laughs) by a potluck setup. It's more like my tummy is happy Mm -hmm. because there's so many choices, but my eyes are kind of whatever about it. That's how I feel. So Jay, when you mentioned like seeing the table a certain way and seeing like the tower thing, like I was like, oh, okay, thank you. But didn't expect the presentation to be like that good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that is a good point. Potlucks are definitely, I think the priority is like the food and the vibes are kind of hard to... Hard to control because it's collaborative. <laughs> hmm mm-hmm.
3: I find it interesting that everyone has a kind of a different answer depending on what they think a setup is. Because I actually mm. didn't think about the food layout. I thought about like when you walk into the room, what is a vibe you're feeling from this mm. event? How are they decorating? Because I know like decor is like, are we getting like... Helen always gets like, so I think she always thinks about decor too and how that matches with the scene or the vibe. So I, it's, everyone has like different, I guess like focus points when you think mm. of setup. But... Like a potluck, these are parties that we are gathering and people at these potlucks tend to fall into a role or like a persona. So, for example, someone plays a host and another can play at the mixologist with the drinks and there's always a DJ playing songs uh, of their favorite Spotify playlist. I feel like it rotates within our group, but who do you think you are in these settings?
2: I like this question I think it's fun to think about like in social situations what kind of role you fall into Um, I think for me it kind of depends on the group so if Mm. I were to be at a potluck that maybe is like work related or a bigger group where I don't know that many people and I feel a little bit more nervous I notice I have a tendency to default into like tasks and helping like i'll go to the host or go to someone and be like oh do you need help with that either help setting things out or like cutting up fruit or help cleaning up something i think it's just like it takes a little bit of the pressure off of having to like socialize so intensely Um, But if it's a smaller group and it's a crowd that I'm very comfortable with, my favorite spot is usually going to be like in the corner somewhere having a deep conversation with a handful of people. So usually the person that's like listening and engaged and just kind of like talking. Um, But yeah, kind of more like, I guess, to the side and wallflower-ish. The third situation, though, if I've had a lot to drink, (laughs) I will become the dancer. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And if there's music, then I I will get my groove on. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious what, what you ladies think your roles would be. Mm,
1: everything you said is very accurate. <laughs> I will say that, Janet, you're also definitely the type of person that, um, like, whenever we're hosting something, you'll say, oh, do you, you want me to come earlier to help, like, set up, to help cut fruit? I think literally you said that. You helped me cut fruit for July yeah. 4th. Um, and I'm pretty sure you helped set up the table, too. So, yeah, and you're definitely the dancer <laughs> once you get a few, few drinks in, for sure. Um, Yeah, you identify yourself very well. Very socially aware. (laughs) I will be the person that's eating, (laughs) that's trying like a little bit of every, every dish. I have to try a little bit of every dish. And it's so annoying every time I go to a buffet because I'm like, I want to try everything. And I think my plates are always very full and people are like, just go back up for a second round or something. But I'm like, no, I want to see what I Mm. like and then go back and get more later, you know? Um, but once I am done with food, I will be the drink pour. Mm, Very true. Yes. (laughs) And just trying to get the vibes going, trying to make sure everyone's having a good time. I think that's just me in my natural state, mm-hmm. not me trying to be a certain person. That's just me. That's just I just want to see everyone enjoying their time. Mm-hmm. If it's especially if it's like a celebratory event, and it's like how rare are these these days too, you know? So everyone should be having a good time, and just trying to get everyone in the in the right mood. Um, when I'm the host, my host brain definitely turns on, and I feel like. You, I probably look a little bit more frantic than normal because I'm going around making sure, like, is there a trash bag? Is there, like, do we have enough drinks out? Do we need ice? Do we need utensils and um, paper towels and things like that? So I it, dep- it depends if I'm a party goer or a host. Mm. Yeah.
3: I feel like you play all three very well, though. Yeah, I think I will say lately, Helen, since you're the one with the house, you've been hosting more events and more, like, get- gatherings. So I feel like you're, like, you, I, I think you do a good job of, doing all three at the same time. I try. <laughs> I
1: try. I think in my mind I'm a little like frantic, but I think once You never
3: come off that way. Yeah, Mal. it doesn't
1: come off that way. Thank you. Thank you. How about for you, Mel? Who are you at these parties?
3: I think it really depends on the event. Like I mentioned before, like I don't host a lot of events, but when I do, I I play host. So I'm like the organizing one. Like I do like if I'm planning an event, I will go all out like I will make a menu and like I will send yeah. them out as a fancy invitation um which I only honestly I've only planned like two events in the last like five years let's be real which is Janet's birthday and then Valentine's Day for the single people um but man I haven't intended any of those I know, we, hosted <laughs> your, what came out. we also hosted Helen's birthday brunch oh, that,
2: That's oh yeah, right. that yeah, cute. Yeah. yeah that was cute yeah was sweet yeah um yeah, Mel, you definitely are someone who's very into the details. I think I can, like, bring up in my memory all the menus you've created. Yeah, so... She, you'll just get an idea, and she goes in Canva, and she's like... And she whips yeah, up, she's I, like, a dinner menu, a four-course yeah. meal.
3: I think that's why I could really appreciate, like, a good invitation. I know mm. Helen made one for Phil's birthday, I was like, I appreciate this effort because I know how much thought is going into every little detail to make these make this event memorable. Or even in my case wasn't memorable, but, you oh, know... My God.
2: So it was just, very uh, memorable sorry COVID brain COVID brain no
3: I just like these are little things I feel like adds like the nice little touch that like even you go to a wedding or things like that we remember these things or you like them too um but typically at a potluck I will say my role now is the eater like I actually remember 4th of July at Helen's very distinctly um because the spread was so good I remember at one point I was like Mm. like i was just like sitting there like eating everything and not <laughs> oh, I, talking. I remember that too yeah, yeah i remember that too it's like what smelled oh she's having a good time yeah. okay like yeah. to be honest the first hour when food is served don't talk to me because i'm legit <laughs> just eating and like not talking because i'm so happy with food because i love mm. potlucks because there's you could get like what helen said you get a little bit of everything mm. so i am the eater um that's pretty much my role. The end.
2: <laughs> well, how about how about when you get a, a couple drinks in you? Who do you become? Well, let's answer this for each other. <laughs> okay.
1: I think that would be more fun. Okay, so we'll answer for for Mel. Um, Mel Mel goes on a journey.
3: <laughs> it's funny. I wrote I wrote I wrote that same thing down. Wow!
1: You, know? you go on
3: a journey. I wrote. There's a progression and there's a difference. Yes.
1: Yes, yes. So she becomes a hair whipper. Like you're gonna get Mel's hair hair in your face at some point. She's very excitable, like a golden retriever, very fun. Um, and then she becomes very tired. But there's no real, there's no real in between. It, like if we're all together staying a night somewhere, say it's a weekend trip away, I literally will see Mel dancing, raging, and then it'd be like, oh where'd Mel go? And she's sleeping in her room and we're dragging her out to play bear pong or something. So I feel like there's no in-between. Maybe there's a little bit of like a, I'm tired. Like she comes <laughs> over to you and she whispers it over to you. And she's like, I'm tired. Like, okay. And then the next second she's gone.
3: Um, you literally described what I wrote about myself. Because I said like, I start out being so, this is what I said. I said, I start out being really down. I love participating in games because I'm pretty competitive. Like I mm. like to win. I beat Bill bill <laughs> i beat, I beat <laughs> phil last year at uh flip cup tournament and i felt like i won like the world series or something like i get super <laughs> competitive it's like really fun and then like the tiredness hits me like a like a like a ton of bricks and i like mm. sneak away and i sneak away because if i were to tell helen like, i'm tired she goes she looks at me and she goes no <laughs> And she goes take another shot and i'm just like no so then Sundays i just go off
2: I also noticed end. that, Mel, um, you, sometimes you become DJ, especially when you're drinking more. I feel like you're mm. you, you are someone that um, like at any given moment can pull out like a playlist or a photo album for some occasion. So I feel like you're very, yeah, like whatever you're feeling or whatever the conversation goes, you'll play a song and then sometimes you take over as DJ. That's right before the crash, though, when she gets super, <laughs> super tired and then you see you're peaced out on the couch. It's, it's a <laughs> distraction. It's a distraction. <laughs> yeah. She's like,
1: I'm playing, I'm playing, um... It's a distraction. Yeah. Let's just that's say
3: that. Far. You know, it's really funny. This reminds me of New Year's Eve like three years ago. Or, I don't know how many years ago where Tim was like, yeah, Mel, you were all of a sudden you kept playing Hot Girl Summer like on DC <laughs> and you were dancing and then all of a sudden you crashed on the couch. I was like, yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Let's describe Helen.
2: She like the uh the description of one of her personas of being the instigator or like or no, she didn't actually use the word instigator. She says, you know, filling people's cups up. I think usually in the beginning it'll be kind of soft and then progressively the more she drinks, it will be literally (laughs) we don't even need shot glasses anymore. She's walking around with a bottle in her hand and telling you to tip your head back. That has in fact happened Mm -hmm. multiple times. (laughs) She's definitely the instigator.
3: I slightly disagree with that.
2: Oh, because
3: you said Helen starts off soft. That is not true. (laughs) I could count so many times the past few years. Maybe it's been different, but we would enter this the dinner space, and everyone's like, "Oh, does everyone have their Lacroix?" And Helen goes, "What (laughs) about shots?" And I'm like, "What?" (laughs) And like everyone's trying to like do their like seltzer, and then she pulls out the Hennessy bottle or whatever. She goes shut because she's like it is and she's like doing this thing where she's like in her i picture her in like this fuzzy brown coat and like her sweatpants with this handle what i have this memory dude in your backyard you're like eh. and somehow all of us
1: these motions that mel's doing too that we can see our on our zoom it's like ridiculous right now by
3: the way. that's how you look and then hello and i'd be like and then all of us will be jenna will jenna will usually answer go i'm down and i'm like what <laughs> and then helen goes yeah <laughs> <And> then, <laughs>
2: <laughs> i love this like one woman monologue happening here. <laughs> and then it's like very specific it's very good yeah it. you're very good your impressions are good
3: because <laughs> like i don't know why i just have this maybe it's one night that just brain,
2: burned in your brain yeah
3: and then she goes I, and I look at her and go, I'll take one if you take one and you're like yeah <laughs> she starts <laughs> what <laughs> and then all the shots are poured so I think we start strong and we uh, keep going strong until people start being like that's true and there's sometimes I see Helen she goes I didn't take my pepsin <laughs> <laughs> all these sounds this is what i sound like you guys i I love it but helen for me has always been consistent like she'll start out strong she's always Mm -hmm. down for anything she'll always dance when music comes up she'll only go back she'll start going down when she gets really tired and then she'll fall asleep and then she sleeps in a weird angle (laughs) (laughs) but usually helen helen will be like Maybe very high climb, and then mm. consistent. She'll take, like, sippers, and then she'll, like, she'll, like, go, like... She'll take shots every hour, but she'll, like, know when to, like... She'll know the right time to call it. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So I think she's really consistent, yeah, yeah. like, go, like, fun go party mode. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a very good um, summary <laughs> of, of me on a on a normal night. I mean, the, the reason why I think I the reason why I start with shots for everyone is because there's only a limited amount of time. Mm. Like if we're hanging out at eight PM and we're we're gonna start with sippers and then see where the night goes, <laughs> like no, we're only gonna hang out for like Three, four hours, maybe, and then we're done. So why not start strong and then end on, like, a chill Mm, night? That makes sense. You know? Like, why are we wasting our time? (laughs) But I will say that, to what Janet was saying earlier, I think I have changed a little bit in that when I pour shots now, which I still do, I will say, would you like one?
2: No pressure. (laughs) There has been more, yeah, since she's hosted more. I think since you... Since, since the baby was born, there's, like, this motherliness that's, like, a little bit more <laughs> would you and asking.
3: Why are you laughing, Mel? Sorry. <laughs> I like how I was, like, I have changed. Instead of assuming, <laughs> like, would you? And you get, <laughs> sorry, just like that difference is, like, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs>
1: (laughs) No, it works with some people who say, okay, maybe like maybe a little bit and then I'll just pour a little Mm. bit versus before I'd be like, now take your shot. But it's because I went through a whole nine months Mm. of not being able to drink that I notice how sloppy and annoying people are (laughs) when they are drunk and how forceful some people can be. And I'm like, ooh, that's me. That's me. I don't like that. I don't like that look. So that's why I'm a little bit more, yes, maybe like motherly and making sure that, you know, you can take your drinks and I'm not forcing it on you. I will pour it for you so you don't have to make the effort. But that's, you know, that's what I'm doing. Although I think when I ask people, they might feel pressured. So I don't know. (laughs) I'm not completely, I'm not completely there yet in terms of like you drink at your own pace. I just want I just
3: want the the vibes, you know,
1: to get going, to get started. But if I know that you don't drink or I know that you're not drinking too much, I will not pour you that much.
3: (laughs) Fair assessment.
1: Yeah. Okay. How about for Janet. Who does she become oh. after a certain amount of drinks?
3: Don't we all know who she becomes?
1: <laughs> the dancer. And then she has certain noises that she makes too. What are the noises, Mel?
3: I know. Okay, so for me, yeah, she's definitely the dancer. I have so many videos of her dancing. It's really fun and really cute because you're like, damn, she's so good.
1: Yeah, and it, when she gets really, really, really drunk, she starts going lyrical. Yeah, oh, <laughs> wow.
3: I've seen those right? videos too. I actually have not seen that live because I'm usually in bed. But I have oh, yeah. seen those. Because you guys are literally going till like 5 a.m. sometimes or 4, and I'm just like, uh, yeah. But I have seen those videos of her leaping around. Um,. <laughs> Janet, Aul- in a very beautiful yes.
1: sense, leaping like a like a little like she does this like spider move <laughs> with like her her arms her elbows are up ninety degrees and then she does this like crawl
2: situation. I uh, get into a bit of like contemporary it. lyrical dance. Yeah, from the way back, my brain, the roots. memories. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Um,
3: but Janet also gets uh, her. I mean, you guys heard about the voice that the voice change. You know, she <laughs> becomes. Um, she does a little. Uh... <laughs> She and she it gets a little bit more like baby talk. She'd be like, "Oh, do you guys want another drink?" I, I don't know. How <laughs> something something like that. I think that. I just
2: I lose like um it's less effort cuz I'm starting to get more tired. So just like do you guys want... It's like a little more nasally, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you yeah. Want want more, more nasally. drinks? Or should we go and do this? It's a little you slower. Also, oh gosh, <laughs> that's, that's, exactly that's true. Me that's true. What what it it's yeah. more
3: like sluggish, but sometimes yeah. you have a little bit baby talk in it. Because I remember one time we're at a party and then you start talking. I look at Helen I'm like, yeah, she's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an instant indicator. <laughs>
2: My turn away. You're
1: also, even though you are very drunk, when obviously you've had too much to drink, you you also become like the caretaker. Mm. You want to make sure that everyone around you is okay. Almost like you're projecting. What yeah, you're feeling to <laughs> Someone else. This is very true. It it's probably like, is a total projection. I'm drunk. Are you? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're all good. Are you
3: okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's give you some water. <laughs> Janet, you're also very considerate still when you're like drunk, Like, yeah, you're very yes, good at very that. Yes, very consistent there. Very, very, very much
2: great. so. I'm, I'm curious for our listeners, if you want to drop in the comments, who do you become when you've had a couple, uh, a couple of drinks? I want to know about all the different types of personas that join a potluck.
1: <laughs> yes. Do you become the Mel, the Helen, or the Janet? <laughs> Let us know. Well, we've talked about this a little bit, but want to elaborate on this a little bit more. So if you were to host a potluck for anyone out there, what do you ladies think makes a good potluck host? What are the things that potluck potluck hosts should do to make it a, a good event for everyone?
3: Okay, so I'll answer first. I think what makes a good potluck host is a couple things. One is consideration and proactive delegation or planning. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes as a host, I've been there, you get really overwhelmed with things you need to do. But I feel like since it's a poly everyone's down to do something, but you just have to delegate like, hey, do you mind doing this? Or hey, do you, can you, can you bring this instead of whatever? Um, you think of everything from people's food preferences, decor and ambiance, and entertainment and cleanliness of this space. Like, I'll be honest, I really appreciate, you know, when a, a host is like a good host, when you go into their bathroom and it's been clean and well stocked. Before mm. a party, you know, they thought about people are gonna be coming here. I need to make sure this part is also clean because you always sometimes people just think of the dining, but like, okay, the throughout the night, you're gonna be using the restroom. How is like the access? How is the restroom? Helen, your restroom's always been clean. <laughs> so thought, I'm like, I think Helen, you're actually a very good host. Also, throughout the night, you know, when it's the right time to bring certain foods out or change the activity of the night, which I think Helen, mm. you also do very well. Uh, mm. Last thing, you guys are commenting about which like environment. Um, and was uh, impressive. This is when I actually want to talk about Helen's 4th of July party because the one thing I think you did really well for the 4th of July party it was for the decor and ambiance is that for her fruit salad, this woman cut out stars <laughs> for the fruit salad. I remember that. These are the little touches to make the theme just so much better. And I think you also know when you're like, for example, when the music stops or changes, you always go, you, you're you the first one to be like, hey, where'd the music go? Like, oh, hey, can you play something on, the, on Spotify or whatever? Like, you notice these things and you know when to bring dessert out or when to bring the cake. Like, you're just like in tune with this stuff. Aww, thank so you. So that's why I'm like, you're very detail oriented. And I even remember for pot, for the 4th of July Paula, you literally go, let's create a note, like a note, a shared note so everyone can write down what they're bringing so we don't make duplicates.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And I was like, Yes, girl. We don't want to be bag of chips <laughs> for 10 people. So I think these little things just like literally like if you're a project manager when you're hosting.
1: Mm-hmm. You are. You do become yeah. a project manager. Yeah. And to the fruit salad, I'm pretty sure Janet cut the fruit.
3: <laughs> and oh, I just delegated. Janet. <laughs> Janet, that was beautiful. But that a was,
1: delegation.
2: I think that was actually Maybe? Phil's idea. So was- Don't. Oh crap! <laughs> but it, but to the point, it still it was a like a thought like someone was mm. deliberate. Someone in the household was deliberate about doing that.
1: I mean, that's yeah. the whole. That's like what the potluck is, right? Yeah. It's like everyone's contributing for the experience of everyone else. But yeah, I appreciate everything that you said because yeah, it does take intention and it does take planning ahead of time
2: mm. but Jay what would you say I really like that you point out your big emphasis was on delegating which is which you're right that is a, like probably one of the most effective ways to be a good host is to there's so much to do you can't do it all by yourself um, so that was a really good point I thought kind of another thing that's really important is that the host is the one who sets the tone. So having a warm and welcoming energy when people come in is really important. And it even begins before that, right? Like you get to set the theme if there is a theme for the party. So are you gonna ask people to dress up? Are you gonna ask people to like have a certain um, certain color theme or like if it's a costume party, whatever it is, you having people kind of, or you set the tone for how the party is going to go. And sometimes when you ask people to dress up, it means that they're going to have more investment in the event because they had to like, you know, go out of their way to think through more about the party to get there. Um, I think the host is also someone who generally, like, it's a good thing to, to check in on everyone because if you're hosting chances are you're the main person who knows everyone in the room when everyone may not know each other so making sure that you know if someone's sitting by themselves that they're that you're maybe making the right introductions um all of that and then the last thing I just thought was you know just making sure things are properly stocked and that they don't run out um yeah but I think first and foremost is just just have the warm and welcoming vibe I think that's the most important thing
1: that's actually yeah, that's a really good answer. And making sure that if someone is just sitting by themselves, to make the proper introductions. I didn't think about that. That's that's a very good. That's that's what a host does, right? Um, I would just add onto what both you ladies said by including that making notes, making note of any food allergies or preferences mm-hmm. that people might have, um, so that your vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free friends they have something to eat too. And I think generally we already know amongst our group of friends like who can eat what. Um, so that's, that's already something that I think we all know when we plan for, for us. But if you're planning for other people, strangers who you don't know too much about, make sure to ask them for any food allergies. Um, and then other than that, I think also just allowing, if it's a potluck, allowing people to use your kitchen and to use your Mm -hmm. oven to heat up food. So clearing out your oven, knowing that some people are going to want to heat up their food there or even like cook it there to provide that as an option is always good for a potluck. Um, And then lastly, I would say that having containers ready for leftovers for people to take home is probably like the next step of a a good potluck host. That's something that I didn't do or I haven't done in the past. But I feel like that is something that is a good thing to think about ahead of time so that people can take home leftovers.
2: Mm. All right, so we've talked a lot about kind of the hosting of a potluck, but say you're attending a potluck. What is your go-to dish to bring? And does it differ depending on maybe the type of potluck that you're going to, work versus friends, etc.? What do you ladies think?
1: Hmm. I mean, I haven't attended too many potlucks, so just going off the last dish that I contributed to our July 4th potluck, other than the fruit, it was the homemade potato salad, which was mm. so delicious. Um, I think I use a mix of like my mom's recipe and something that I found online, but it was really, very good. And I also grilled some veggies and then did the burgers um, and then the fruit. So that there's no go-to dish there, but I would say the mashed (laughs) potatoes is probably something I would replicate again for another Mm. potluck. And then the one other time we had more of a friend's dinner together. And I believe we ordered in, I also made a steamed fish for our Chinese New Year hmm. dinner and that was one of the mains on a table and i believe that was a hit as well so i guess i don't really have a go-to it depends on the occasion it Mm. depends on the occasion and what's appropriate and it also depends on how much time i have to prepare for something but
2: steamed fish and uh mashed potatoes (laughs) (laughs) that steamed fish was was delicious Mm -hmm. and that's hard to do it's a hard dish to cook so yeah that's a, I like how there's like a Chinese dish and then the mashed potatoes is like the American dish. <laughs> you yeah. got two good go-tos.
3: Next time Helen's going to bring a hybrid. It's a steamed yeah. <laughs> mashed potatoes.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> you know? What about for you, Mel?
3: Okay, so I do have a go-to dish actually that I've brought multiple times for some of the potlucks. So my go-to dish is actually Christy Teigen's armadillo pull-apart bread. And I started making this after one of my coworkers brought it for like a holiday potluck at work. And it was so good. Like Everyone literally just like grabbed for it and it was gone in like minutes. It's so mm. addicting. It's also a very crowd pleaser. Um, and I would bring this both for like a friend gathering or a work gathering. It's just really, I mean, for those people who have dairy, you know, issues, take a lactate for sure. Um, but it's definitely like an indulging type of dish. So look it up. Really good. It's like cheese and bread just all (laughs) melted in the oven um i think another popular go-to dish to bring is like um, pot stickers or Mm. um salt and pepper chicken wings or egg rolls i feel like fried stuff kind of does well Mm -hmm. and i feel like these they're both appropriate for any demo um and i actually remember when i was younger my mom would always make pot stickers for my school potlucks or parties and people usually enjoy it so those are some things i would bring and also um if you go, if you like live in a really like good, uh, if you live close to like an Asian area, they do a lot of catering platters for like the salted pepper chicken mm. wings or egg rolls. So they're really easy to grab and order
2: too. Mm. Ah, those are all oh. great options. Yeah, how about you, Jay? <laughs> I tend to stick to the safer side of of the food categories, especially when it's like a work potluck or a potluck I'm going to where I don't necessarily know all the people and the the food preferences. I'll usually go with dessert. And Mm. I think it's because it's like a nice extra. It's not like if I bring the wrong thing or people don't like it, it's not going to mess up the meal. But if it's good and some people like it, it really is like a nice like, you know, little treat at the end. Um, And especially if it's during the holidays, my go-to is always pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie, so I like to bring it and share it with people. Um, If it's like a friend like a smaller gathering I think I kind of default to like bringing fruit bowls or fruit plates a lot Um, I think some of it is just I like the idea of providing something healthy for my friends it also usually takes effort to like cut up and you know peel things or whatever Um, and especially if you're you know growing up in an Asian household I feel like fruit is like just extra appreciated at every meal or to end the meal Mm. that's a good one
1: I love all of these Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) Janet's our fruit person for sure yeah
1: we got the we got the cheesy bread, and then we got the healthy fruit. <laughs> it's a good balance between all of us.
3: And we got the fish. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> well, let's take it back to when we were working in our corporate jobs, which actually seems like a long time ago now. Yeah. But do you remember any events where you had to go to a potluck and your senior boss was present? Any stories related to that?
3: I mean, okay, so I remember we had a holiday potluck, and our whole team, like literally our whole, like the brand, all of us were there. And my director, I won't say which one, because I'm still friends with this person on Instagram. And what if this person listens? <laughs> um, but this part, our director brought something and our whole team ate it. And you could tell everyone, on our team was very underwhelmed by the dish. <laughs> like it lacked a lot of flavor and it just didn't hit. Like I remember one of my coworkers was like, this is really bad. <laughs> And so most of us, like, were comment like, all of us are like, huddled. We're like, oh, crap. Like, we're looking at our plate. Like, we should eat this. So I think it was, like, a, it was a mix of us trying to scarf it down to make sure we finished it. Or someone threw it away without the person seeing. It just reminded me of the scene in, in Friends and Rachel made that English trifle <laughs> for dessert for Thanksgiving. It was, like, half beef, half dessert. And oh, yeah was, like, I'm going to eat this on the balcony. I'm going to eat this in the bathroom. So I just felt like it was one of those moments where, like... It wasn't that bad but i was just like it was awkward yeah but that's that's pretty much that's the only story i have How about oh you? man
2: that's that's a funny one i can definitely see that being um a pretty common occurrence in a work environment um, i actually the thing that came to my mind it wasn't technically a potluck but it was um a holiday party this is actually a very embarrassing story and i kind of went back and forth about whether i should share it but Why not? Um, So this is when I was newly moved back to LA and I was working in advertising. Uh, It was around the holidays. And so uh, it wasn't quite a potluck, but they basically kind of like rented this nice house for everyone. And there was like open bar and food and holiday festivities. Um, And I, you know, when I initially interviewed for this job um, and uh, I met the the guy that I was going to report to, essentially, you know, who would be my boss. And because it was a really small company, he was also like the head of the department. I remember thinking, oh my God, I can't work with this guy because I'm way too attracted to him. Like... (laughs) (laughs) He, oh he was, God. Okay. is pretty young. He's like seriously like tall, model-esque guy from South Africa. So he had like the most attractive accent and he was head of strategy at an agency. So he was like really smart and he was like super charming and really polite. And I just remember even just looking through, it was like a video interview. And I was like, I can't work for this dude. He's like way too pretty <laughs> or like I'm way too attracted. But, you know, I was like new back to L.A. I really needed a job, so I took it. Um... And, you know, at the, around the holiday party, it was only like a couple, like a month or two in. And uh, it was the first time, you know, we were all hanging out as a company, like outside of work settings. So it was like more social and a little bit more casual and relaxed. Um, and I just like, like could not help like staring at him and it was so bad like it was I wasn't you know going up to him like he was talking to like the CEO and all those people but I just kept like looking at him and I think he caught me looking at him a couple of times So I just that's like one of those moments in my life where I was like oh I feel so nothing happened but I just feel so embarrassed that like I think he knew that I had like a fat crush on him but to be fair like I think every woman in the office did um But yeah, I would say that I just, I don't know. I I felt, like, really embarrassed. I think usually I'm very, like, professional and I separate work and all of that kind of stuff. But I just, like, couldn't help. And especially after a few drinks, I was just, like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't flirting, but I was just, like, constantly looking at him like, ah. Um, So if you, (laughs) maybe that comes up to But it just feels, I don't know, it felt awkward. Um, so, just as a warning for anyone, if you're going to a holiday party and you're attracted to maybe your boss, maybe make sure you have other distracting activities.
3: Maybe you ate the food at the potluck <laughs> <laughs> to <That> distract you. <laughs> Man,
1: now I'm curious what this guy looks like.
2: I gotta find his LinkedIn.
3: Yeah, send it to us.
1: Yeah, send it to us. <laughs> Dude, Mel was like on the edge of her seat. I know, sorry, should have been the juicier.
3: <laughs> i thought she'd be like and then i spilled my plate of food in his face or then i like said something dumb and like and then i stared at him i was like okay
2: (laughs) but he caught me staring at him multiple times at that point (laughs) okay i'll send you i'm gonna i'm gonna link his profile right now this guy seriously looks like a model Okay, while
1: hello, you, you do not, that... Hello, what's your story? Sure, I guess I don't really have, because I can't remember the last time we did a potluck at work, actually. So maybe this is more like office-related hangouts in a more casual setting. I would say, tips for this, to let loose. I think people want mm. to see the real side of you in a non-office and the non-office side of you come out. They want to see you have range, right? They want to see that you mm. have personality, and it's a good opportunity to do that. But avoid getting too loose, too drunk. I think that goes without saying for, you know, just general, general etiquette at work, but I've definitely had coworkers get way too drunk at these get-togethers. And mm. it's funny because when I think back on it, they're mostly more of the senior level executives <laughs> that would be more belligerent. I don't know, maybe like families and they're like mm. really tired and there there's a lot more pressure at that level. But there was this one time that we had a partner come in from another city for some conference and he wanted to take our whole valuation team out. I might have told a story on this podcast already, but tell it again. It was mainly he took out mainly the staff and seniors, so we were all younger than him, and we went to a tequila bar down the street. He kept buying us drinks and he kept buying rounds of this like tequila with the scorpion in it scorpion oh. in it. Like one of those really intense tequilas. <laughs> kept like forcing these drinks on us. And pretty sure it was also on the company card, which is like really messed up by the way. But it was to a point where, and this sounds really bad, but we all decided to collude against him and ask the bartender to give us water shots and give him the tequila shots. like Cause it was clear anyway, right? Water's clear, tequila, it was clear. And he kept taking shots and we kept taking water shots. And it was just so wild because he got really, really drunk. He wasn't creepy. I think that a lot of times, a lot of these men could use their power in really bad ways, but he wasn't creepy. He just wanted a drink. He just needed to let loose, really loose. But I think from that point on, we always looked at him with a little bit, a little bit differently, and yeah. he had a more questionable rep amongst our group. Um, so just know that in these potluck outside of the office settings, I think it's good to let loose. I think it's good to show that side of your personality, but you know, just be a, a little careful with how loose you can you can get yeah, yeah. Oh, yikes <laughs> actually what's the most quote-unquote loose that you ladies got in in a an office maybe not potluck but just gathering setting hmm.
3: i actually feel like i keep it pretty tame because at like my last corporate job like people were crazy too like they went like because we have we have a bar on tap also in our office or like drinks on tap but, like every party i think people go like crazy like They'd be like grinding on the floor. I hear stories after holiday parties. Like, some, like some people come, co workers like, hook up and stuff. And I'm just like, so I know whatever level I get will never be on that level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm just like, okay, like, we're plus my my manager, too, is very like tame. So I was like, I'll just be on her, like, want to match mm. kind that's
2: of a, a little good, bit. Like her. That's a good guide to use your like person that you report to is kind of like see how they get in the environment and then kind of model that. Um, yeah. My gosh I was I think my first job when I was working um, at Deloitte we had some trainings where people they had like you know open bars so people would get super drunk um, but I never did anything or like that was like outside of what other people were doing that would feel um, but yeah, I don't know yeah my last my last job in UX in tech they also they we would sometimes go and drink during lunch so it was a very like heavy drinking culture but I just always made sure that I was at some level of like, you know, coherent so that I'm not doing anything that I'm going to be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're so tame.
3: <laughs> Are you really? I know. The- <laughs> yeah.
2: hmm.
3: Also,
1: I just looked at um, this person that Janet couldn't take her eyes off of and I can see why I can see, could see <laughs> why. Although I feel like I'm looking at a photo where he's aged
2: a lot more.
1: So now, no. I'm
2: like, <laughs> but it, you got to see him in person too. Cause like the super, like, you know intelligent and polite and like that kind of charm and the south african accent you know gosh i could tell he i could see the charm he's (laughs) he's,
3: he's handsome man To our listeners, have you had to navigate a potluck snare with your boss? Like, what if they also bought something not as tasty? Would you pretend that it was good? These stories with leftovers are hilarious. Hope everyone's enjoying this episode, and we just want to stress again the importance of getting your updated vaccine during the season so you can enjoy the holiday parties, both for work and with your friends, more fully. Schedule your free updated vaccine today and find updated COVID vaccines for everyone 5 years and up at vaccines.gov.
2: So as a guest attending a potluck, what are some etiquette recommendations to keep in mind?
1: I think about portions. If it's a party Mm -hmm. of like 30, most people for a potluck will bring dishes that will serve much less than 30, say like 10 serving sizes on average. And as a grazer, someone who's like looking at the food, looking their lips, ready to dive in, keep in mind that a normal serving size in these situations maybe isn't appropriate. Like don't take a huge scoop of mashed potatoes mm-hmm. if there's only enough scoops for ten people and there's mm-hmm. thirty of y'all there. There's that's something that's something I kinda notice that people do, and I notice it because sometimes I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm like, dude, that looks so good, and I'm gonna dig a little deeper and grab a little bit more, and maybe and maybe eat less of like everything else mm. around me. But mm. for example, when Eric brought um, sushi for July Fourth, yo, I went for the salmon, and I'm like, I'm taking two pieces of salmon, and you know there weren't that many pieces of salmon for everyone around, but that's what I liked, and I didn't take more of anything else. But I just I, I liked it, so yeah, something to keep in mind though. Portion. i think that
3: was fair because as a host you yeah. should get like kind of first dig like whatever yeah, you yeah. want um so i thought that was like appropriate but you're bash- but you're serving me or i mean this random story real quick that so all three of us actually had a friendsgiving years ago and one of our friends re- once he got to the event didn't realize it was a 50 person event only cooked for 10 so, what he did is he had like a tin foil thing. He flattened out his bok choy as much as possible so it spreads out. So <laughs> like there's a lot more, but it wasn't deep. I was like, okay, that works. Um. So, one etiquette that I recommend this is, I know this sounds so basic, but I have a small story is to just bring something at least. Like mm. a potluck is an event that you need to not show up empty handed. Whether it's one bag of chips, and I would judge you, or whether it's <laughs> like, veg, if, like carrot sticks and like I don't dip. So one year I went to my annual holiday potluck with my friends back home and someone did not bring anything and ate the food still. And I still judge that person to this day because I'm just like, are you like, first of all, I think it's really weird to show up to any potluck, but to, to eat the food and not have the decency to even bring a bag of chips. I'm still very annoyed. And I literally, t- I, I texted my friend who hosted that event. And I was like, we're doing a potluck episode. You know what storm to bring up? You already know which storm to bring up. <laughs> so I just feel like it's. I don't know. I feel like if you don't show, like, even at this day and age, maybe it's back then we didn't have it, but you could get something delivered really quickly. Or even when yeah, McDonald's yeah, yeah. We get French fries, like people would be so happy with that. But they show up empty-handed and eat the food, please yeah. don't eat the food. <laughs> like, don't eat the don't eat the the Sorlens, the the, the tri tip the parents make. What the hell? Mm. Well, don't do that.
2: <laughs> is this person like a? Um, have they attended previous potlucks with you guys?
3: They did. So it's like an annual potluck. This person supposed to. Oh, show us too, but okay. After that, that is I was, a like, little. I was
2: I was kind of like,
3: nah, dude. Like, yeah. I remember afterwards, I was like, is it just me or, the, or Blank did not bring anything? And they're like, I don't think the person did. I was like, oh. so appalled. So appalled by that. Situation. But is this, is
1: this something that they consistently do or did something happen that day that you don't know? That's what I was happen. like,
3: maybe, maybe something. But maybe they the dropped their dish
1: and had to
3: throw it away. Still, you can still get a bag of chips. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about situational questions. All right. So. Do you think it matters if potluck contributions are homemade or store-bought?
2: Um, I mean, I think handmade is always more thoughtful, but I think store-bought can be appropriate if it's like a specific restaurant or type of food that that friend group you know like really likes, right? And then it's like, but yeah, usually it's like it's supposed to be handmade, but if I'm going to be honest, I it, usually bringing dessert, I'm not making that. I just buy it at the store.
1: <laughs> I will say that it's definitely appreciated when someone goes to the effort to make a dish. I kind of log it in my head a little bit of like, Oh, this person likes to cook or this person is a good cook if the if the dish is good. But other than that, I don't mind if it's store brought store-bought restaurant ordered or homemade i think good food is good food um i will just say though i feel like every time i go to a potluck i do see the costco turkey cold wraps (laughs) and i'm just like there we go again i don't know why that one feels like such a it feels like a little bit of a cop-out maybe because it's juxtaposed against beautiful hot steaming dishes and then you got this cold ass Mm. turkey pumped with sodium so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think i think that's just my take on on that dish.
3: Sorry, that's so funny. Uh, I feel that way about uh, veggie platters.
2: Oh. Yeah, that's a cop-out one. I,
3: even though I think it's, like, nice to have vegetables and stuff, I'm just like, you went to Target and got yeah. on <laughs> the deli section. So I think that's, that's, like, true, that's, is, like, true. that's, like, the easiest thing. And I'm like, you, you could tell, like, you know. Yeah, but yeah. my answer actually mimics Helen's. Like, this, I, it doesn't matter. I, I also do log in. I think it's really appreciative it's homemade. But good food's good food, too. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. just that tastes good like when people go to even like Safeway or like Ralph's to get like the the potato wedges I'm down for that too you know yeah yeah uh, yeah so it doesn't really matter
2: yeah yeah very good point not gonna
1: lie I feel like I've brought the veggie platter <laughs>
2: I probably have too, Different but, I, but I would agree with that. I think it's like, yeah, the, the turkey wrap from Costco and the veggie platter, those are staples that you always see, so it's kind of a cop-out. Like, there's not right. a lot of creativity going into that thinking
1: process. But I will say that I bring it because I know people that eat it. people eat it that's and true. they enjoy there's... it, and it's also, like, probably the only, like, fresh, non, like, mm-hmm. super yeah, greasy yeah, yeah. food that's usually on the table, so a lot of people like veggie platters. This is true. This is but true. now I know what Mel would think if I bring <laughs> yeah. next time. You know what's
3: funny? I like the turkey
0: wraps. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, I, okay, let's be honest. I eat both. Let's be real. Yeah. Both. <laughs>
2: true. Well, how about leftovers? Do you ladies think it's okay to take home leftovers? Um, what if it's a dish you made or maybe a bottle of wine that you brought and nobody opened it? Um, what is kind of the protocol around that?
1: Ooh, this one is an interesting question. I'll say for the food, I I think it depends on the host. Follow kind of what they say. If they're like, please take home the leftovers, then by all means, go for it. But if there isn't much left, then maybe they're thinking, okay, that's gonna be dinner tomorrow night because of how exhausting it was to host the party, and they're not gonna wanna cook tomorrow. And when you come in and swoop up that last piece of brisket, it's not a good look. you <laughs> like, I want to bring this home. It's maybe not that good of a look. So I would say go with the host and what they say, in my opinion. For an unopened bottle of wine or liquor that you brought, I would say it's best practice or best. it's best etiquette to leave it as a thank you. Although I will say I have hosted a lot of parties and most people do take their unopened bottles of wine or liquor back. I even had a guest take back an unopened bottle bottle of juice
3: (laughs) what i was
1: like okay (laughs) but like but i get it like maybe they love the wine or the juice Mm. so much that they wanted to bring it to share with everyone and if no one appreciated it it makes sense that they bring it back so that they can enjoy it themselves right so i don't know i'm kind of torn on that last one Mm. um but yeah it's a little bit of a
3: oh interesting okay (laughs)
1: like that's the feeling that i get when i see someone take their their wine or their juice back
3: i actually agree with helen i think it's okay if the host says it first i think Mm. sometimes the host doesn't want to store all their food at their place because like maybe their fridge is full or things like that i totally understand because i feel like helen you always be oh yeah please take some home you always you'll say it but i also know your schedule like there's a little bit left if you guys if you and phil could have it for a meal not think about cooking because i'm the same way too like if i'm hosting like i would like to keep some things mm-hmm. um but it, i think even with like let's say eric he'll be like hey please bring tupperware like he'll let us know if he, we were expecting leftovers um i feel like if you're close to the host you can always ask to bring some stuff mm. home but if not i would wait for them to say something mm. and i don't really know how i feel about like bottles of like alcohol i actually don't care with the alcohol stuff because mm. i probably won't drink it so i don't mind them taking it back but yeah that's my take
2: yeah, I think I, I also agree with the, if it's an unopened bottle of alcohol, I usually leave it as a gift for the host. Um, so yeah, I think that's a nice gesture because they've gone out of their way to host the party so that everyone can gather. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. How about handling a situation where a guest shows up empty handed, like we were talking about <laughs> earlier, but they also want to take home a bunch of leftovers. Ooh. As a host, what would you do in that situation?
3: I would consider their situation maybe like I should have with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> or she's not only uh, – this person's not only my friend. I'll say that. Like, they, did they, like they just come from an emergency? But this is a big no in my book. Again, it's not hard to order takeout and delivery. Just say,
2: I – if I was the host, I think that I would prioritize – like other people getting leftovers first so if they say if they said oh like can I bring home some leftovers I might be like oh yeah but maybe like Ashley would you like to kind of kind of try to navigate it so that it's like yeah you can have some if there are any leftovers of the leftovers you know
1: <laughs> oh Ashley do you want to go first because this bitch didn't
3: bring anything yeah. That's
2: what <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> I mean you kind of insinuate her I kind of like yeah maybe like or like John you want to take some of that and then and yeah if there's any leftover then maybe help yourself Jenny I don't know <laughs> Just making it's up so these <laughs> awkward.
1: That'd be like that'd be so passive like aggressive. <laughs> it's
2: a little it's a little passive aggressive. Um, but I think if no one else wanted it, I I would just let them take it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, but yeah, I would mental note like that's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean that's
1: just a bad look. Although I will say I don't, I don't think I actually track who brings what to potlucks, mm. and I wouldn't even know. I, I I don't think I ever notice. I don't notice actually. Oh really. Like, even if someone shows up with a, I don't know why, I I think if someone shows up with just, like, a, a bottle of something or something very, like, quick pick up, picking up something, whatever it is, then I'm just like, okay, they showed up with something, but sometimes they entered a party and you don't even know that they entered, right? So, you can't really. Mel, do you feel like you're watching everyone that comes
3: in? <laughs> I feel like I have, like, a second, like, maybe, like, yeah, I kind of do.
1: Mm.
3: what or, or for me, even if, like, maybe, like, it didn't bring anything, but they, like, are, like, bringing, like, a cooler, like, things, like, to help with the party, then I'm, like, okay, but if you come up with nothing and did nothing, mm. then I feel that's pretty fucked up.
1: Or what if they went through the front door dropped it off and then came around to the back?
3: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I feel like I usually see if they have a bag in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, next time,
1: let me know, because I'll, I'll ask you. I think, I think, I don't, actually, yeah, I don't notice who brings what. Do you,
3: Jay?
2: I... I think usually I'm also not very. If I'm hosting, especially no, I I think I'm usually pretty like focused on other things. Um. So yeah. Well, not just more
1: observant than, <laughs> than both of us. I was
3: traumatized, man. I, <laughs> I, like, I, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell is this? Well, hell what would you do?
1: What would I do if someone asked to take home leftovers?
3: Um, show up empty handed. I, I mean, I
1: think that's where I wouldn't know if you showed up empty handed or not. Mm. But I think if you if you if I did know and then you ask for leftovers, I, it would just I would just log it in my mind like, OK, you this type of person got you. <laughs> like you're no but then I, I would let them I mean, not no longer invited. I think it would just be leave like a little bit of a bad taste of mm. my perception of that person mm. a little bit, you know, but I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, OK, go for it. Mm. Yeah. Because what if they're in a really bad situation? Like, what if they need food? That's true.
2: We never want to Dude, jump to conclusions.
3: That's true. I mean, damn. Mm. <laughs> okay, so I know potlucks is a really exciting and fun time, but it also can be a little nerve-wracking for certain people. So how can introverts or people who get overwhelmed with social situations prepare for a potluck or party?
2: yes i think this is a great question especially during the holidays there tend to be lots of like back-to-back potlucks or meals or social gatherings so if you're a more introverted type of person and get more drained at these events these are some tips that i usually keep in mind uh one is i always try if possible to have at least one or two friends that i i know i'm going to know at the event just so then i can kind of walk in and have a little bit more ease of ease of uh, mind and more comfort that i have people that i can talk to the second thing is, if you are, I mean, this happens sometimes where maybe in a full day, you're like jumping from event to event and whatever, and you really need to, you know, have some space in the middle of an event, go and take a bathroom break. Like go, you know, even if you don't have to pee, you could just, it's like a little bit of like quiet time, like two to two to five minutes just for yourself um, to be away from people. Uh, And then the last tip is just, like, don't be afraid to leave a little early. I think oftentimes we feel like we're obligated to, like, stay the whole time. But especially during the holidays, people have lots of events they're going to. Honestly, the host will appreciate that you made the effort to just show up, bring a dish, or participate. You don't have to stay the whole time. Um, I would prioritize your own sense of, like, feeling comfortable.
3: I will say, as someone who's becoming more introverted as I get older, um, my biggest thing I do is have a lot of quiet time before and Mm. after leading it leading up, like to, after an event like let's say we have a party the day of the night i will literally be in bed and be at home all day just so i know i can be like my top top you know extroverted self usually uh, at these events but um i don't blame someone if like they can't like uh because one time I texted my friend I was like do you want to grab lunch she was oh no I'm on my couch lying down I have a party tonight I was like totally understand like I totally get it so yeah just make sure you have enough time built in for yourself before and after the event
2: yes Thank you so much for joining us today for this conversation. We love a good get together and potlucks are one of the easiest and most fun ways to gather. But we also know that, you know, depending on the situation, the preparation can take on a lot of different forms of challenges from planning to cooking to the mental and emotional prep. So we hope that these tips will help you feel more equipped and excited for all of the upcoming social gatherings that will be happening over the holidays. Thanks again for listening and thank you to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services for sponsoring today's episode. Schedule your free updated vaccine today. Find updated COVID vaccines for everyone five years and up at vaccines.gov.
1: If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash Asianbossgirl support, or get some merch at
2: asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at Asian If you'd
3: like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio, and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one.
2: And with that, we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye! Bye.